0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemski.
2: What's going on, everybody? This is BJN Radio, episode number 305. I'm Jimmy Kemski from PhillyVoice.com. With me, as always, is Bradley Galton of Blue and Green Nation coming to you on early Monday morning uh, after the first five games of six games uh, during Wild Card Weekend. Uh, mostly good games so far. Only one really bad one, uh, the Seahawks-Niners, of course, uh, but otherwise, the the four four of these games so far have been, have been good games. Um, and we know the Eagles opponent. Uh, there was a chance we would not know the Eagles opponent until after Monday night, but we know it a little early. They will be playing the New York Giants for the third time this season. Swept them during the regular season, sort of. Uh, one very legitimate win, blowout win. One eh, squeaked by the Giants backups in that game. But before we get to all
1: that, how you doing, buddy? Jimmy, you got something wrong. And it, it's not Wild Card Weekend. It is Super Wild Card Weekend, which, by the oh, way, my, my mistake. that doesn't make any sense. How do you go from Super Wild Card Weekend to Divisional Round to Championship Game to Super Bowl? Like, you know what I mean? How are we going to use Super <laughs> twice there? I should call it like Wacky Wild Card Weekend or something.
2: Yeah, sure. Um by the way, not but when it went from wild card weekend to super wild mm-hmm. card weekend. It was when the seven seed was added. The seven seed is now zero and six with a point differential of negative seventy three, I believe. Uh, so. I mean, I will say the Bills-Dolphins game was a lot closer than uh, anticipated. But overall, these seven seeds are mostly getting trashed by whoever the two seed is
1: every year. Well, and also, like, Week 18 this year was so meaningless for the most part. It did not really give you a lot of juice or value. So many teams are resting starters that it's almost like the NFL didn't really need to add a Week 18 or a seventh (laughs) playoff team. Uh, So, yeah. But uh, doing well, Jimmy. Um, We have... An interesting matchup to talk about in this divisional round. But before we get into it all, I want to tell everyone very quickly about Righteous Selling Craft Jerky, RighteousSelling.com. Discount code BGN15, 15% off your order. Got to fuel up on these meat snacks, Jimmy. Playoffs are here. It's the perfect snack to pair with an Eagles. More importantly, the Eagles got to really start fueling up on these snacks. Oh, I agree. I mean, and they're there at the NovaCare Complex fueling station. They're going to be loading up on the Righteous Selling The uh, original Hickory flavor is what they have there, the OG Hickory at the NovaCare Complex. So that's like the standard flavor. If you kind of don't know where to begin in your uh, meat snack foray, I would suggest you could go with that. Hard to go wrong with the basic. So do it. Right to them.com, Just going to code BGN15 for 15% off your order. Um, But Jimmy, Eagles, Giants, a three match. I like that made-up term. A three okay. a three match. How do you feel about Is that? Is that yours or did you get that from somewhere else? I definitely didn't make it up, but I feel like I might use it a little bit more often than other people. Okay. And I think we should start at the top by saying this idea, because it gets said a lot that like, oh, you can't beat a I team. I know. Um, I know where you're going with can't this. Can't beat a I team. It it's hard to beat a team three times. <laughs> it just logically that doesn't even make sense. So it's it's actually bad. It's like, think about that, what you're saying. Actually, it's bad to beat a team twice. No, it's not. <laughs> that means you're better than that team typically. Um
2: it's also uh, easily refutable too. Yeah. Like the records of the team that won both games during the regular season is uh, it, when they face them the third time in the playoffs. It's overwhelmingly uh, on the side of the team that swept the other team during the regular season, especially at home. When right. that when that when that third game is at the is is at the building of the of the more dominant team, that team usually wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. It's one of those and and the phrase goes as such it's really hard to beat a team 3 times in one season and yeah well that's true but when you've already done it twice <laughs> the third time really uh, isn't as hard as people make it out to be. So I let's just and the Eagles are, are going to be you know what are what, what are the Eagles seven point five point favorites they, in this game? They open
1: to seven and a half. I've seen it as much as eight and a half at some places. Um, but as far as okay. Jack King sportsbook, which is surprising, obviously, yeah, what we're going to go with here, canonical, the true line is seven and a half. And I get it. I mean, look, the Giants are having a heck of a season. They to, for them to get as far as they have is. I mean, like, they're playing with house money. And that kind of makes them a dangerous team because it feels like they don't yeah. have anything to really lose here. Um, Their Dable has done a great job, obviously, because that roster just isn't amazing. There's limited talent. They have some nice players. You know, Dexter Lawrence is obviously having an all-pro kind of season. Yep. Saquon looked really healthy, uh, which was a, you know, a big— Saquon looked really good in that game. Which is a big difference because he was not even—he was, like, barely healthy to play in the first Eagles-Giants mm-hmm. matchup. Um, So that's certainly going to be, and then obviously the Eagles didn't have to face him because he was resting in week 18. So that's certainly going to be a test that they haven't had to face before. My initial impression, this first take from this Giants team is that, you know, I'm tempted to take the points in this situation. I'm not making my official pick yet. We'll make our picks later in the week. But I just think the Giants are going to bring a fight to the link. Like they're going to be competitive. Maybe, you know, the game doesn't end up being close uh, at the end. But I think just even looking at all these playoff games and even the Seahawks, 49ers game even though that was a blowout in the end i mean the seahawks were up at one point they're up what like 17 to 16 so it Mm -hmm. looked competitive there for a bit i think the lesson to be learned here from this wild card round is that there's no cakewalks really for the most part here like even the dolphins who are on their freaking third string quarterback in buffalo yeah like they made it a game and i feel like this giants team is going to make it a game
2: it wasn't a surprise that they beat the Vikings, of course, I mean, when we made our – you picked them out right? Yeah, I think. picked them outright. We, bo- we both took the Giants in the points. The Giants were three-point underdogs in that game. I thought that game was a toss-up, um, basically a coin flip. I, I took the Vikings to win, but I took the Giants in the points. So watching that game, it was not a surprise at all that the Giants won that game. I thought they played really well, I th- uh, especially on, on, on the offensive side of the ball. And you look at that roster, they lost a lot of wide receivers this season, in Sterling Shepard and they didn't uh, have much in, to begin yeah, with <laughs> yeah, right, right so there the was already kind of a weak position to begin with as you said, they traded Kadarius Toney um, they lost um, their rookie, Wondell Robinson uh, I'm missing someone here Sterling <laughs> Shepard, um, did you
1: see him? I
2: said Sterling Shepard, yeah um, and then they've had these guys fill in, like Richie James mm. has <laughs> like filled in and played pretty well Isaiah Hodgins, I like that guy like, I can play a little bit like, I uh, pl- had a good game against the Vikings Saquon had a great game uh Daniel Jones I thought played pretty well uh in that Vikings game. The Vikings defense is trash. So like, you know, temp- temper this uh enthusiasm for the Giants uh offense appropriately. But uh but yeah, I thought they played well and and defensively as you noted Dexter Lawrence is a really good player. Uh they got Leonard Williams back. He played pretty well. Uh Thibodeau and Ojolari on the outside. Ojolari got hurt in that game, so he might be not he might not be ready to go. Uh, for the divisional round against the Eagles. But, yeah, it's a legit team. They will absolutely give the Eagles a game, in my opinion, uh, next weekend. But the Eagles' dominance of this team yeah. really can't be overstated. They have a nine-game, and you know, a lot of these, so, so with the context that these teams are totally different going back like 10, 15, 20 years or whatever, uh, but it is worth noting that they have a nine-game home winning streak over this team. They've won 24 of the last thirty matchups, <laughs> um, the last time the Giants swept the Eagles during the regular season was twenty. Was it was two thousand seven when they won the Super Bowl? You know how many Bowl. times the Eagles have swept them since? Eight times. Eight times is correct. They swept them eight times with the Giants not having any sweeps uh, during that span. So um, it, it's a it's a team that the Eagles have just traditionally owned. I'm sure that will be a big theme in uh, in in the Giants' preparation this week. I'm sure, they'll, the, their players will be reminded of that all week mm-hmm. by the by the coaching staff uh, for a little added motivation. But um, yeah, it's a familiar foe in the uh, first round of excuse me, the Eagles' first round of the playoffs here. Uh, but certainly, it's an opponent that is ideal. I mean, when we talked about before the the playoffs began, you know who are the most uh, ideal opponents from one to of course the, they could possibly have played the Seahawks, Giants, Buccaneers, and Cowboys. And I think we both landed on – did we land on the same order? Was it like Seahawks 1? I had – well, I'll just give my order. I don't remember if yours was the same. But my order was Seahawks 1, Giants 2, Buccaneers 3, Cowboys 4 in terms of most ideal to least ideal first playoff opponent.
1: Did you have it that way too? I think I had Giants number 1 and then uh, Vikings and then Bucks, and then uh, Cowboys. Because okay. I just think the Giants, at the end of the day, they don't have, the way Ed Valentine, our good friend from Big Blue View, has explained it before. They've such a narrow path to victory. It's a path, but it's such a like they have to, especially with the offense, like things have to go right for them. They don't have a lot of margin yeah. for error, is what I was trying to say, especially because I think at the end of the day, and I think this is why I feel confident in the Eagles ultimately, is they, they just have more talent. And I feel like talent. At yeah. the end of the day, is it doesn't always win out, but more often than not, it does. And I think that's what kind of gives the Eagles the edge, is that they just have more talent. And it feels like, especially if it's a close game, the Eagles have – they're going to be able to rely on some talented player, either whether that's on defense or offense, to step up mm-hmm. and come through in a big moment for them.
2: I think there are two big – matchup advantages. And we'll get into the matchups later in the week, but just sort of on the surface level, there are two big matchup advantages for the Eagles in, in, in this game. And uh one is their receivers and tight end uh against their defensive back against their secondary and their linebackers. Um and then the other is the Eagles defensive line against this Giants offensive line, which is better than it's been in recent years. Uh but Evan Neal at right tackle, yes. the last team that he wants to face is the Eagles <laughs> with us, on, <coughs> excuse me, with um the combination of Hassan Reddick and and Brandon Graham coming off the edge on that side um and then you know that the interior of their of their offensive line really struggled uh with the Eagles in the game that the Eagles blew them out uh week 14 so um yeah i think this is uh, a, a an opponent that um I mean, heading in heading into the season. First of all, if you were like to say the Eagles are going to be the one seed and they get to play the Giants in the first round of the in in their first game in the division round of the playoffs, you'd be like, "Holy crap! Like that's amazing!" And then, like even uh, heading into the playoffs, uh, like like I said, they're the second most ideal opponent, and I guess the first for you. So, um, you know, they played against they played well against the Vikings, but you know, any team that would have advanced in the playoffs to play the Eagles would have won a game, obviously. And uh, you know, and and so like that—that's going to be unavoidable uh, when when you're the team waiting to see who you're going to play. Um, and and it's the Giants. And 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 the other point I'll make too is they play on Saturday. Uh, the Giants uh, just played, of course, on Sunday. Right. So uh, and on it's, the road. Sh- it, yeah. So they got to travel back from from Minnesota. So they'll have a short week of rest. The Eagles have probably already done. I mean, the Eagles have already prepped for the Giants choice this year and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they probably got a little bit of a head start on that. And then certainly as soon as that game was over, bang, I'm sure they were right on, right, right into prep immediately after that game was over. Uh, so they'll have a little bit of a, of an advantage that way, both in terms of rest uh, and in terms of preparation. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's that's sort of the, you know, with to the winners or in, the, in this case to the team that gets the one speed, the one seed uh, go the spoils and uh yeah the eagles have have a significant advantage just on that alone
1: yeah i think that's not irrelevant the fact that the eagles have this bye and then the giants have to as we said go from playing a road sunday game to mm-hmm. then a road saturday game and you know it's not like they're super far away from Philly. Trip down ninety five, yeah, yeah, but still, you know, it's whatever. But still, it's <laughs> any kind of you know, it's, it's, a, it's
2: a hotel. It's a hotel stay. They're not driving down on the yep. day of the
1: game. It's it's more time that you don't have to prepare or rest or whatever. Any little edge, especially in these playoff games, could be relevant. So certainly, you'll take that a um, factor working in the Eagles' favor. I did want to read a stat from you. This comes from uh, at Opta O P T A stats on Twitter. The Vikings are the only team in the Super Bowl era. Man, that was a really bad New Jersey accent that came out there. Um, era. The Super, Bowl, Super Bowl error. Yeah. I, that was not me saying E-R-R-O-R. That was me saying E-R-A with the accent. That, that sneaks out yeah. sometimes. It's really you bad. You don't really
2: have that South Jersey Philly accent.
1: I know. That's the thing. Like, But like it's. I and mean, you didn't really. You grew up sort of. A, like like, Central Jersey-ish. We'll call it South Central New Jersey. But it sneaks out sometimes. Like sometimes I'll say it like soda. Yeah. It's like, where's that coming from? Because that's not like how I talk. Do you say
2: soda sometimes, really? Mm-hmm. Like Francesa? Not like, like Francesa?
1: Often. But like <laughs> so, like maybe like one out of a hundred times it'll somehow sneak out. I don't know. It's like like this weird part that's like wired in the, in the back of my brain or whatever you want to say. But anyway, sorry. Sorry, everyone. Um The Vikings are the only team in the Super Bowl era to complete at least eighty percent of their passes with no turnovers and no sacks allowed uh-huh. and still lose regular season or postseason, NFL teams had been forty seven and zero in the Super Bowl era when doing all of that in a game before yesterday. So point being why am I reading that stat Point being, you know, this was not like a you could say that's an impressive that the Giants were able to pull it off, but you could also say, mm-hmm. okay, that's kind of a fluky game to win that way, because that's that's not typically how teams win. So it's not like they And I'm not trying to take credit away from them and saying like it was a totally fluky, they got lucky, because they did beat that. They did deserve to beat the Vikings. They outgained them. But the point being, it's not like they have this super like sustainable. I feel like way to win. Uh, I feel like a lot of the ways they've won this year are they. You put this in this phrase earlier in the season, they kind of just hang around. Like like they're not really yeah. um, looking super impressive, but they kind of just find a way to hang around in the game. And then at the end, which typically isn't sustainable in these one score games, and they've certainly kind of uh, gotten some favorable outcomes, not quite to the Vikings extent prior to yesterday, where the Vikings were 11 and 0 in these one score games. Yeah, uh, But they kind of have had not some more. of that. <laughs> um, and again, it's a te- I think it's a testament to the coaching staff that they've been able to maximize the talent that they have. But it feels like there's a ceiling on this team because of that. Like they can only go so far. There's only so much that they can do, uh, so much juice that they can squeeze uh, out of the orange, if you will. The other interesting uh,
2: Viking stat that I saw was, and I don't remember who put it out, or I don't, even, I don't even know the exact stat, but they were showing fourth quarter targets by the Vikings, and I think five of them were to Dalvin Cook. Mm five of them were to somebody else, like maybe Hawkinson, maybe, Uh, you know, one or two to this guy, one or two to that guy, zero for Justin Jefferson. They did not target him in the fourth quarter, which is insane. Actually, I liked what the, I I don't know exactly what the Giants did to him, uh, but one of the things that I saw they were doing to him was they were taking 27, uh, Pinnock, I think the safety, and they were having him follow Jefferson and he would jam him at the line. And then just drop into some zone coverage mm-hmm. or or blitz the quarterback or whatever. But his initial uh his initial responsibility was to just hold up Jefferson a little bit at the at the line of scrimmage. And whether the Eagles were playing or Eagles, <laughs> and whether the Giants were playing zone or man, they would have him do that. So there were times where the he this Pinnock would, would jam him at the line and then The rest of the defense was playing zone behind it. Or there was a different player playing man on Jefferson thereafter, which is, you know, kind of crazy. And it worked. Um, I don't know if that's the I'm sure they did more than that uh, to limit Justin Jefferson. But that was one of the things that I just happened to see um, anecdotally while watching the game live that I thought was very creative uh, on their part. And um, the other thing to note, too, with this uh, Giants defense and their creativity, of course, they're you know, well-known for being very blitz-heavy uh, under Wink Martindale. And what he did against the Eagles week 18 was blitzed Jalen Hurts a lot. I, they tried it in the week 14 game. And, uh, you know, by then Hurts had been – had Hurts struggled a little bit against the blitz early in the season, and then he figured it out, and he started killing the blitz when, when teams would send him his way. Uh, and then week 14, we saw the Eagles just totally blow them out. But when Hertz wasn't right, when he had that shoulder injury, uh, the blitz was effective against him uh, week 18. Because, right. I mean, why not? If you're the, from the Giants perspective, you know, send send extra pressure at him because, you know, he's not going to beat you with his legs uh, if you don't get home. And, and uh, certainly he was uh, hampered to some degree uh, with his throwing in that game. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what approach they take. It'll all be dependent on what they think his possibility is of being back to one hundred percent or something close to it. Uh will will probably dictate how they uh, attack Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense in in this matchup going forward. But again, we'll probably get into, you know,
1: more of that later in the week. Yeah, I did think that in week 18, that was a concern, but I was also, you know, conservative game plan where the Eagles clearly weren't trying to run Hurts. Sure. So then that kind of was a perfect mismatch for the Giants in the Giants favor, because if the Eagles aren't going to run Hurts and you're just going to blitz him like that, then he's just sitting back there and isn't much of a threat because we saw one of my probably favorite Hurts moments from this year in terms of just like a great highlight by him, I thought was that touchdown run he had against the Giants. Um, where he kind of just really cracked the game open. I mean, it, it basically was it at that point, but um this it was it was kinda not exactly similar, but a little bit to the to the Bears game where they just blitz him, like zero blitz him even. And he just, oh, he just yeah. instantly just decides, okay, I'll just <laughs> run through the vacated space <laughs> where right. no one is. Um, and it just looks yeah. so easy. Um, so that's cert- certainly something to watch out for. I did want to mention, because um, we kind of talked about um, Ojalari, You mentioned him early. It did seem like uh, mm-hmm. Ian Rappaport like, said he might have a chance. Like, he wasn't limping or whatever after the game. He seemed like okay. he might be. So we'll see. We'll monitor that certainly this week. I know Dory uh, Jackson, the Giants were healthy. Like, they... That was a big factor for them leading up to this Vikings game is they, for the mm-hmm. first time in a long time, they actually got healthier. Um, so that, again, their injury report. Leonard will... Williams was another one that they got back from, from yep. being out for a while. Yep. So we'll, again, we'll monitor their injury situation this week. But they they relative to what they've been this year, they have been healthier. Obviously, they, as you mentioned, they still have some guys on IR that like you know Sterling Shepard and Wandale Robinson who are just out. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are a bit healthier than they've been. So they certainly, I think, will be more formidable, again, than, than they were in week 14. When the Eagles blew them out, um, I did want to say another initial thought. I guess on the matchup is uh, the timing is a little bit interesting because it's a eight fifteen game, prime time on, on a Saturday, and I think that might mm. work in the Eagles' favor in terms of uh, a lot of fans in the the t- <laughs> will have time to. Uh, let's they're,
2: they're going to be uh, a little overserved by then. Well, you,
1: think? you know, to lubricate, you know, if you will, uh, <laughs> before the game kind of get uh, you know uh, settle in. A long day of of, um, pregame festivities to kind of get ready for that game and and fire it up. And then, hey, no work the next day for a lot of people who won't have to work on Sunday. So that's a nice little extra They can empty the tank. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) Or fill the tank, if you will. This crowd should be, you know, should be pretty, uh, should give the Eagles a good home field advantage, I feel like, in this one. Um, I guess that's all I have. The Vikings uh, championship game was pretty late, right? That was a night game. It was the
2: later of the two games. So that would have been, what, like 6.30, 630. I guess? 6.30,
1: and yeah. it should be noted here, if the Eagles do win this game against the Giants, they would host the NFC Championship game, but that would be at 3 on Sunday, uh, the 29th. Oh, we already know
2: what time that would be? Yeah,
1: Sunday, the 29th, huh. it'll be at 3 okay. o'clock.
2: And if they do make it that, that far, they'll have an extra day of rest for that game too, True. because they're playing on Saturday. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so like uh they really benefited from the uh from from the schedule
1: here. You should if you're the one seed. Um, you want to take a break the, before we get, those get edges. to sorry. If you're the one seed, you that? should get those edges. Oh for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They went fourteen and three and they deserve it. All right. All right, why don't we take a break here and then we'll come back and we'll get to the rest of the uh action around Wild Card weekend. Um if you're looking to buy or sell your home, you can call or text Kristen Roach, who actually just walked outside. It's going to her car and is headed to <laughs> list a home. So you should do the same with her. Call her at 856-906-9295. Again, 856-906-9295. Brandon? We will be back
1: after this. <laughs> BGN Radio. Jimmy, I was listening to WIP this morning. Uh, one of Angelos last week's, really, I guess, before he. Yeah,
2: what's he, what, is he done when the Eagles
1: are done? He's done whenever basically? the Eagles are done, except they're, I think they're going to do another week, you know, to like kind of honor him. Yeah, right. Commemorate so, yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, but one of their, I think they're, you know, they ask like a question each morning where they're like, you know, callers will call in. And they'll have their take or whatever that they want to talk about. But then they'll like he'll like be like, "All right, who's your worst whatever?" Or like, "Who's your weasel of the week?" Yeah. Or who's your today? It was like, uh, "Name someone uh, from New York that you hate" or whatever. Who, or who do you, from New York <laughs> do you hate? That was good. And I was trying to think about that. I was like, "Who's my most hated New York person?" Doesn't have to be you know a sports player or whatever. It could be any yeah. anyone associated with New York. I think I have to go with Ben Simmons. Mm. Oh, I got I got an easy one. It's Ben Simmons for me. What's yours? Oh, really? Is he from New York? I mean, like he oh, well, counts because he plays for the Nets. Nets. Yeah, anything associated with New York. Well,
2: this is going to be controversial. Not to get political here, but I I hated him before he even got into politics. Oh, okay,
1: Donald Trump. Okay, well, Donald Trump. There you All go for me. There's your most hated person. Uh, so even like <laughs> when he was on The Apprentice and everything, I hated. Him. I never I never understood the appeal
2: of him at any time. During his well, I'm sure we'll get some feedback. I (laughs) I, I never once understood it, even before uh, he became the president of the even before he was in the political realm. (laughs) Okay, I mean it's a fair any
1: it's look anyone associated with New York is a fair answer. Like that's it was it's an open territory. So there you go. Um, All right, so getting into some of the other things from Wild Card Weekend, 49ers look pretty freaking good. Um, Yeah, which is just crazy because. It's not even like Purdy was amazing, right? It's just that their roster is so talented. His numbers were crazy good. Yeah. And I agree. Like,
2: I mean, <clears throat> especially early in that game, <clears throat> excuse me, he had a couple, you know, like three or four throws that were just wildly off the mark and uh, had a Seahawks defender just been there. This game maybe is different. Um, I mean, he, the, I mean, just way, way, you know, inaccurate on the field. Those passes could have been picked off. Just weren't was lucky that, that they didn't fall into the hands of a of a found the ground instead of the hands of a Seahawks defender. Um but yeah, the Sea like you said earlier, the Seahawks had a 17 to 16 lead, I think, at the half. Mm-hmm. And um and then thereafter they I mean, we saw the the much better team just pull away. The Seahawks were hurt by kind of a ticky tack uh illegal man downfield penalty, um, which did that take a touchdown off the board? feel like it did or at least they got down close like to like the 1 or 2 yard line anyway it took a it took a big play off the board and then the next play turned into a strip sack and then the niners went down and scored and it was game like that that was it like the that illegal man down field penalty guy was like 2 yards down the field not blo- not even blocking anyone just kind of was you know took a couple steps forward get that rule and oh, fix yeah. it this off season nfl for the love of God, nobody is tuning into these games because they want to see <laughs> illegal man downfield penalties just on technicalities as opposed to any sort of uh, competitive advantage. Fix that shit, NFL. Excuse my language. That is w- um, one
1: of the worst things to me in terms of sports in general. Rules that are enforced for the letter of the law and have no practical <laughs> yes. application. It's like we're enforcing this rule because it literally has to do it or whatever. But it's like there's no common sense to it. It's just – i i hate that i just think that's the dumbest thing no one's watching again sports for that that application where like the because it's think about the point of the rule like what is the point of the rule the point of the rule is not to just enforce it at all costs the point of the rule is that we don't want some team to have an unfair advantage like that's the point of the rule so if it's not giving you an unfair advantage why are we over officiating yeah i don't it's dumb to me it's it's
2: it feels a lot like uh i don't know if It's fine. I think Uh, I was going to Jeff McLean made the point that, um, you know, offline that uh, he felt sort of like maybe there is a a team that doesn't run a lot of RPOs that has some juice within the league that really pushed for Mm. uh, legal man downfield penalties to be uh, over officiated, got their way. And because I mean, they don't benefit from. (laughs) <laughs> like, if you're not running RPOs, you're not going to have illegal man downfield penalties called against you. These Tiki tack ones anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 and I think that's a an, an astute uh, guess.
1: He, he certainly doesn't like what didn't preface that. Who would as that if, be? Like, Does he have he an idea? Certainly what's that? Who would that be? Does he have an idea of which team?
2: In my mind, it would be the Patriots. Mm. They're not running RPOs, and they certainly have juice within the NFL like they're not running you're not running RPOs with Mac Jones, you know what I mean? So, so like what it could be a number of teams. Um, so we're catering anyway, that to Matt Patricia. That, that, that he what's that? So
1: we're catering to Matt oh. Patricia here. <laughs>
2: right. Great. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know that, that any of that's true and he wasn't presenting that. It's right, like, that he'd heard or anything like that. Uh but but it does make sense. Um let's talk about the Eagles potential next opponent. Mm-hmm which would have been the Seahawks if they had won. Um, as you noted, Brock Pur- Purdy, um, you know, like the numbers were great. Didn't play great. That roster is awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Like their offensive line was playing at a high level. The skill position players are just beasts after they have the ball in their hands from Debo Samuel to uh, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey has been like, we sort of, I don't remember if we mocked that trade or not, but, um, Earlier in the season, when they gave up, I feel like I, we didn't really. I know I didn't really mock it that bad. I don't think it's an amazing trade. In still, print.
1: I don't think it's like a great. But they, trade. They traded
2: four picks.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> they traded four picks for him. I think it was a two. I think it was like right in order. I think it was a two, three, four, and five for, and one of them was in a future year. Um, but yeah, they they and but he's been good for them, uh, and then their defense obviously is just really good. They're going to be a, a very very tough out. Uh, If the Eagles eventually have to face them uh, in the conference championship round, they'll play the winner now, of course, of the uh, Cowboys Buccaneers, which is Monday night. I kind of feel like that'll be a much more fun game to watch with uh, just enjoying the game for what it is,
1: as opposed to viewing it through the lens of the winner plays the Eagles. I almost think, and let me think if you think this is dumb it's almost better if the cowboys win on monday night because then I think that could be more of a game between the Niners.
2: It's a more fun game for sure.
1: Well, also I just think they'll beat up on each other. It's a other better more. game next week. Like I'm I'm afraid of the possibility that the Bucks win, which you know, look, if the Cowboys lose, I'm not going to complain. But I'm I'm afraid of the scenario where the Bucks win and then the Bucks absolutely just get stomped by the 49ers and the 49ers are like able right. to rest their starters in the second half whereas <laughs> right. I think the Cowboys would at least like right. that's going to be a game that's going to be hard fought, could like go to overtime, could kind of really like Empty the force the 49ers to kind of empty the tank just to beat that team mm-hmm. um, and then be a little less ready for the Eagles at that point. Um, so I think that's maybe at least a positive spin if the Cowboys do win on Monday night, which, you know, again, we're recording this on Monday morning. And if they don't, again, I will certainly not be upset about that at all. And I will be able to talk about it with RJ on the mixtape on Tuesday morning. Um, we'll also have to get staffed. They
2: got to be crazy nervous about this matchup tonight. They should be. Against the Bucks. Because it's not a good team; they're eight and nine. They have just major flaws. Number one being they just can't and don't even try to run the ball. Um, but like just watching them choke in the playoffs year after year after mm-hmm. year, oftentimes to less talented teams, they got they got to be really nervous about tonight about this game on Monday night.
1: And to kind I'm, of- I, I'm really looking forward to just watching it for for the fun of it. Same. And on the, so I have two points here. Number one. To the point of, I said, I don't think it's meaningless that they're 0-7 against Brady in terms of, I know those are teams yeah. that, you know, with players who are not even here and long gone, but I think there is something to the Bucks having a confidence and going back to the Eagles-Giants matchup and how the Eagles have dominated this side of it. Um, I think that's something they can use in their favor too. It's not like, hey, it's a guaranteed win because we always dominate this team, but it's like, hey, I know we like, haven't necessarily, we didn't finish the season like on a really red hot note. But look, we're playing a team that we always beat. So we should feel good. We should feel confident in ourselves. Like, we know we can do this. I think there's something to having a belief in yourself that kind of matters. It's, is it a major factor? No, I don't think it is. But it's it's something that I think that you can kind of uh, lean on. Uh, and not. it's not like, as opposed to, like, going up against this team, you never beat. And it's like, in the back of your head sometimes, it's like, Man, like ah, oh, like this team, like we we can never beat them. It's frustrating. Yeah, um, even if that doesn't manifest like literally, but just kind of like subconsciously, like it's in the back of your head, and and maybe things- like
2: Eagle Seahawks, for example, to, right. to
1: Put it uh, in, and, a local, local spin on it. Let's say like <laughs> things are going poorly in that given game, and you're like, oh no, it's happening again. Like, just <laughs> Here subconsciously, <we> go again. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's something to that, whereas opposed to like maybe if you're down against the Giants, you're like, don't worry about it, don't panic. Yeah, kind of like yeah. Doug, and we'll get to Doug a bit later. Like when you're down, it's like we don't need to panic. We're gonna be okay. Because we can do this. Um, But the other thing I wanted to say about the 49ers, I mean, they're really good. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. But I will say, like, I thought they were going to cover against the Seahawks. In part because the Seahawks, I've said that their resume at the end of the season was not good. And if you want to talk about beating a team twice and then being able to do it a third time, which the Seahawks, Uh uh, sorry, the 49ers were able to do, the Seahawks like were not good. So the first game wasn't even close. And that was when
2: twenty seven to seven, I think it was. Yeah. yeah.
1: And the only so that was when Trey Lance started and got hurt and Jimmy G had to come in off the bench. So the forty ers lost their starting quarterback and still won by twenty points. And the only uh points that the Seahawks got in that game were off a blocked field goal. So um, you know, if Robbie Gold makes that, it could be like thirty to zero instead of twenty seven mm-hmm. to seven. And then uh the second game they played, I remember watching that one because that was in prime time. I think that was Thursday night. Seahawks were never, like, really in that game.
2: Score was a lot closer than uh, than you would – than the way the game – the Seahawks got a garbage really late touchdown in that game.
1: And that, that was off of a really. Robbie Gold missed field goal. He was about to make a field that goal that I think made it, like <laughs> – okay. it would have made it, like, 24 to 6 or whatever. And okay. instead, uh, the Seahawks were able to go down and, I think – um yeah get a touchdown those garbage time touchdowns. i think the
2: final that game was 21 13 or something like that yeah
1: so yeah so it would have been 20 exactly so it would have been 24 to 6 if he makes like it was like a 30 or 40 it's like a 43 yard yeah, field yeah, goal it was like yeah. an easy field goal too and he just he just missed it um so if they make that yeah they're up by um uh what math 426 18 <laughs> points and instead it looks like a, a, a once it looks like a much closer game so the point being like the Seahawks has never even hung and we're not that good of a team. So, yes, the 49ers are stacked and I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but I'm also going to say like beating the Seahawks and you just brought up that point too about the 7 seed like historically it's not a very impressive um thing. Mm-hmm. So, um My takeaway from that game isn't like, oh, no, no one can beat the Seahawks. If they can, I mean, sorry, no one can beat the 49ers because if the 49ers can do that to the Seahawks, like, no, that's not my takeaway. I think it's going to be a very competitive game uh, in the championship game if it comes down to that and the Eagles and 49ers playing in that spot. It'll be tough. I think it'll come down to the wire. But, like, I just don't want to miss me with any kind of, like, oh, I don't know if the Eagles can beat them. Of course they can beat them. They can absolutely beat them. Um, It will be tough. Who do you think's is favored in that game
2: if uh, if, it, 49ers. if it's Eagles hosting the 49ers? 49ers. Because I think
1: they've they at least, unless like the Eagles absolutely just destroy. If the Eagles destroy the Giants, then I think they'll be favored. But I think if it's close against the Giants. Right. If
2: Jalen Hurts, if it, if it's like, oh, Jalen Hurts is back to 100%. Yeah. Then maybe. That's if it goes like the first Eagles-Giants
1: that. game, then yeah. the Eagles will be favored. Yeah. What do you think the line is? Give I, think, me a line. I think it would be like. 49ers minus what? I'm going to go one and a half. 49ers, one and a half. Okay. I'm going to go
2: three. I think wow. it's going to tilt that far. Yeah, I think the the hype, the 49ers hype has kind of taken off a little bit here.
1: I mean, I think that's a good spot for the Eagles to be in, honestly. Mm-hmm. Three-point underdogs sure. at home in the championship game. Yeah, I think that would work in their sure. favor. I think, I think that would be... Bring out the dog masks. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right, so then what else? Anything else?
2: Uh, Well, how about the AFC games? Um, we were treated
1: to the... Actually, I, I went to bed. Well, let's take a break <laughs> no. here and we'll get back to the AFC. Yeah, okay. We're at that point in the pod, All right. Uh, right to selling craft turkey, right to com. Discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. The best dang meat snacks and non-meat snacks for those who don't eat meat. And also, wildrangerpet.com. You can use the same discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order for dog treats. So... Maybe you don't eat meat, maybe you don't like beef snacks, that's fine. I'm sure your dog does, and dogs are the best, and you want to treat them the best way you can while they're around. So BGN15 at both RightToSelling.com and WildRangerPet.com. Jimmy, back after this.
2: Kristen Rocha Road Trail Tours, Road Trail Tours, Road Trail Tours, Kristen Rocha Road Trail Tours,
0: she's the
2: greatest. Eight five six nine zero oh, six
0: nine two a nine, five. Five, nine, oh, nine two
1: nine five. Nine two nine five. five, Nine two nine five. All right. We're back here on BGN Radio, and now we're going to get into the AFC. Sorry, Jimmy, for cutting you off. What did you want to say? No,
2: that's okay. Well, it was what twenty-seven to seven um, at the half. Ha- it was actually twenty-seven nothing, and then the Jaguars got a late touchdown at the end of the first half. Uh, I fell asleep in the early in the third quarter, maybe even at halftime, and I was very thankful that my daughter called me. Wow, she was with me. She was up in her room and uh i had fallen i had fallen asleep uh in my office watching the game and uh she called me because she was looking for her jammies mm. <laughs> so when she called me I, I i answered the phone it was 27 to 14 i think and the gyros had the ball and they were driving I'm like oh this is actually a game again uh so thank you to my daughter for waking me up and uh a lot uh, she hadn't called me i wouldn't have seen any i wouldn't have seen the rest of that game i was out um so I went I went, I found her some jammies, and and I watched the rest of that game, which is awesome. You gotta you gotta love Doug man. Like the what he's done with that team, and we talked about him plenty in the last episode about how they went from a team that literally had the number one pick the last two years to a team that uh, you know wins their division, makes the playoffs. Um and now and that's talk about house money. This is a team that's playing with house money. Uh there I can I I still don't understand how they're underdogs. Uh, against the Chargers in this game. Even though the Chargers came out and took it to them early on, uh a lot of that seemed kind of like, I don't want to say fluky, but the Jaguars really couldn't have played much worse uh to start off that game. And then obviously, I mean, Trevor Lawrence at one point in that game had four completions and four interceptions. <laughs> and like, I think it was uh four for like 15 or 16 or something like that at the time. Uh, and he had comp- Eight of those passes had wound up in the hands of, of somebody, but four of them were to the other team. Uh, Asante Samuel's kid had three interceptions. Uh, but man, that play call at the end of the game where actually the whole sequence was awesome, where they line up for a QB sneak. Trevor Lawrence gets up to the line. He's doing kill, 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 and changing the play. Doug goes, no, 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 no. We're not, <laughs> we're not changing the play. Timeout. So then they line up again. And everyone in the stadium thinks it's a sneak. Everyone at home thinks it's a sneak. because Doug, you know, on the previous play before they called timeout. He's like, no, you're not running. You're not running whatever the the second play was. We're running the sneak. And then they hand it off to to Travis ATN around the corner. And uh, he gets, you know, a big gain. They kick the field goal to win the game. Doug is awesome. You got to love him. And uh, I'm very happy for for the success that he's having in Jacksonville. Because when he was here, he wasn't just a good coach. He was just a really good dude. And uh, you know, good good for him. Uh, they're probably going to get stomped out, I would imagine, by the by the Chiefs uh, in Kansas City next week. But uh, good for him getting as far as they did with that team.
1: I mean, I don't know. You never know. I'm not going to eh, again. What is that line, by the way? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but I'll look it up while you're talking. But you you can continue on. Doug is oh, man. I forget the. I forget. He's what? I think he's six. It's a and Doug 0.
2: Andy matchup.
1: I think Doug is 6 and 0 in his last 6 games or whatever or in in his career in the playoffs as a against the spread
2: as an underdog. Yeah.
1: Um and then 5 and 1 straight up. Uh he gets it again, he gets results. He gets it done. I really liked uh I like the sneak by Trevor Lawrence. I love like I love like a, a sneak or the um just the reach over for the two-point conversion. I love a good uh simple reach over the goal line moment. Because it's just like... Yeah, it's because it's like... It feels like a technicality. You know what I mean? You don't have to... I feel like so many teams think like you have to like shove the whole player into the end zone. Sometimes it's, like that's obviously effective, but sometimes it's as simple as literally just get the ball over the line. Uh, so I like that. It
2: did it, uh, on the on the negative side of that though. I got to mention this because you're going to get like a thousand readers.
1: Well, the the Ravens
2: <laughs> reply the ra- yeah, the Ravens tried to reach it over and, and but uh, they were
1: like far out though. That's the thing. They were a little yeah, too far yeah. out.
2: There's a time to do it and there's a time to not do it. When when it can bite you like that, um, you don't want to do it then. But in like a, a like a an extremely crucial situation, and you know a lot of sneaks are those, you know, happen to be very uh, crucial situations. Like win or not, I think. Like if if it's gonna be if that's gonna win you the game, uh, then yeah, reach over. But if it's not, and there's potential for disaster going the other way, then. You know, you got to be a little more judicious well, also, with it. also,
1: but when you have like a six-five quarterback with long arms, you know, just take advantage of that. Yes, you know, as opposed to I don't know how big Snoop, Snoop Huntley is, but uh, I'm guessing he's smaller. <laughs> uh, I also, yeah, just love the aggression to go for two there, obviously, and you know that sets you up with a game-winning field goal at the end instead of a game-tying field goal. Uh, Doug's just the best man, and this, this, you know, I've I've railed against this before. But this, this whole, like, it was all Frank Reich, it's just, it was so dumb. It was always so dumb. And I'm so glad it's borne out that way. Uh, Doug is the best. And, I don't know, might be able to cover the spread against the Chiefs. I don't know if they can win. It's tough, obviously. Chiefs are minus nine and a half, by the way. I'll take the points. I'll take, I'll take the points. I'll say Doug finds it. They don't win, probably, but I'll say the Jags. They'll find a way to cover. Uh, although, Bil- Trevor ooh, Lawrence. Bills are minus five. Sorry to cut you off. Trevor Lawrence. Bills are minus five against the Bengals. It's crazy. Trevor Lawrence does like concern <laughs> me, kind of. I don't know. I don't fully trust, like, uh, like, he was shaky in the Titans game and then four picks in this one. Like, eh. I don't know if I fully yeah. trust in him, but uh, I, I do believe in Doug. And yeah, uh, I'll, I mean, give me the points. The Bengals there. Bengals are going to beat the Bills.
2: How's it five? How does anyone walk away from, I mean, Bengals finished the season with an eight game winning streak and they. They played. It was a hard game against uh, against the Ravens, but I don't know how you walk away from this weekend and you look watch the Bills game and you watch the Bengals game and you go, "This Bills team's better than the Bengals." I don't see that. It's crazy. I think Isn't people five, are
1: five point spread overreacting to like, well, the Ravens could have won if they got that sneak in and uh, it didn't go the other way. I think people are looking at the Bengals as getting lucky, which I don't think is the case. The bit, I mean, the, for yeah, whatever I reason so the Ravens has just did a really good job against Burrow this year. It's, they they have uh-huh. that matchup working in their favor, but. Man, I thought Burrow was gonna absolutely shred that Bills team before that game. Got you know what happened with Demar and everything. Right, right. I thought they were poised to just like crush that team.
2: What do you think the uh, What do you think the line is? Niners,
1: Cowboys, and Niners Bucks against the Cowboys. I'm gonna say Niners are six point favorites.
2: I was gonna say six two. I don't think it's a full touchdown.
1: And then for the Bucks. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna say seven and a half oh really i see
2: in my head i got like nine and a half on that mm. okay nine and
1: a half or ten even maybe no not ten nah, no brady. no because
2: what was the seahawks line was that nine and a half
1: yeah yeah it's brady i'm gonna go nine and a half. yeah uh true. even though the seahawks were better all right uh i think that's all we have right got to everything yeah We'll be back. Yeah,
2: I mean, we'll get into more of the uh nitty gritty on the you know, the Eagles Giants matchup uh later in the week and probably will be news at some point. Injury this report week that, that's yeah. worth getting to. Yeah, injury report of course. Uh but yeah, we just wanted to kinda uh do a quick show and update so you know, the Eagles opponent and sort of what we saw over
1: the weekend. And we'll set up the schedule here with the Eagles playing on Saturday, that means they will have their first injury report out on Tuesday. So it'll be a Tuesday, oh, right, yeah. Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday lead up before they're off on friday and then they have the game on saturday we will record probably a little bit later in the week like thursday or friday we will be back with you then but hey there'll be plenty of coverage here on the bleeding green bleeding green nation podcast feed with the nfc east mixtape being recorded on tuesday and likely posted on wednesday per usual we will have our other shows as well Uh, i'm sure ed valentine will be on the feed if not multiple times, at least once at some point from big blue view. So we'll get his perspective on their side, the giant side of the matchup. In addition to our exchange, that'll be on bleeding Um you Obviously follow Jimmy's work at philly Uh Final thoughts though, Jimmy meant to get into that. What's your final thought?
2: Yeah. On the last podcast, I mentioned the dog that we chased at Kristen Roach of over and I chased around uh, all day. Uh, last Sunday, I guess it was. Um, we're going to go to, I'm not, but Kristen may go to the shelter mm-hmm. today. And if that dog has not been, because uh, today is the first day that it will be mm-hmm. released if the owner has not yet come forward and uh, claimed their dog. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but anyway, if, uh, uh, if that dog has not been adopted by anyone uh, by the time Kristen gets there, then... We are going to probably adopt it and then find a permanent home for this little critter, Scraggles. We were kind of calling her. I don't even know if it's a boy or girl. <laughs> I don't know if it's a male or female, this dog. Uh, but Scraggles is kind of what I was saying mm-hmm. in my mind because it was a very scraggly dog. Uh, for the short term, we probably won't name it, but uh, if we ha- if we have any... Uh, suggestions for names for this dog or if you want to adopt it yourself please hit me up email me and uh, uh, you know maybe this very cute very very fast little dog can be yours
1: my mom's recommendation for the name Mm -hmm. at least one of them i forget both of them i don't know if there was at least one of them was kicker because this dog kicker okay kicked your butt what mom Woof. Here, my mom's here, mom. Come into the Your podcast. Yeah, I'm at my parents' house. Why? Hi, mom. My mom's speaking what you're, How are you? What, what was the other suggestion? We said kicker, and what else?
0: I said whoop. Here,
1: you have to talk into the microphone. No.
0: Oh, I said whoop, because it whoops whoop. Jimmy's ass. Okay. Okay.
1: So we have kicker. For, for sure, it did. Shout out to my mom for joining the podcast. Thanks, mom. Um. <laughs> So there you go. Those are your recommendations there, and dynamite drop in from my mom. Uh that's right. All right, all right. How do you feel about this? So it was uh kicker, kicker or and whoop.
2: whooped? Yeah, no whoop, whoop. like W O W H O O P. Yeah, yeah. I like them okay. both. They're very, it's true. Like that dog. Yeah, I mean, made a fool of me for like two straight
1: hours, right. basically. So you, have a, you gotta show the respect.
2: I told you about how I dove on the on the lawn when I try and I like the 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 best chance that I had of getting it at one point was it, it ran by me and I dove at it and like I kind of I did get it to the ground for a minute. And I tried to crawl and grab it real quick before it got away, but it got up and ran away. To be clear, this happened on somebody's front lawn. So if they have like a ring camera, they they, they saw some some guy dive after a dog on their lawn. I would love to see that if the if, if that person actually had a ring mm. camera, that'd be very funny to me to see. And it probably wouldn't look anything like like what it, what it felt like in my head. Like I felt like I made like a really like athletic play, diving after this dog and tackling it and almost getting it before it got up and ran away. I'm sure, like watching the tape, it probably looked like super unathletic.
1: <laughs> it would be great to see. Um, yeah shout out to my mom for joining yeah i'm at my parents house hanging out uh the day off since they have off today on mlk day as we're recording this um the final thought that i have is that i would really love for twitter and elon musk to not screw me over and get tweetbot working tweetbot jimmy is a third-party app that allows Mm -hmm. me to Basically, do my job in very simple terms. Because I, now I have to use the native Twitter app, and it is it's trash. It's like the regular Twitter. So, I use the native Twitter app. What, what is, I don't
2: even know like what it's the awful. difference between that and TweetBot
1: is. Well, it's probably not as bad when you're used to it. But, like, it's yeah. just TweetBot for me. This is the biggest feature that I have. And I know there's other people who use TweetBot out there. So, if you're – hopefully, I am helping. <laughs> we can all commiserate together. Uh, it's just I love to be able to see – So I have a very, uh, this is a big admission, but I have a very very unhealthy obsession with reading every, or at least scrolling by every single tweet of every single day. I've done this for the last 10 plus years where I I like, I leave. So, you know, I'll scroll through Twitter on my timeline, but I leave off and then I, whatever, if I'm not looking at my phone for a couple hours, but then I pick back up and it allows me to pick back up right where I left off. And then continue oh, okay, gotcha. to see everything. So I'm I'm not I'm I'm never missing a tweet that is in my timeline ever. Right. So I want to see every right, bit right. of news because that helps me do my job for BGN and it helps well, I mean,
2: so like you're, you're elite level content producer, particularly in that way. Right. So there there's never a time where um, if if something has happened in the world of the Eagles, I can I know for certain that if i go to bgn right it's it's going to be there we don't miss <laughs> like, anything
0: yeah that's the point i'm not going yeah, to yeah, miss yeah. anything
1: and yeah. the way that twitter
2: you you may be the best at that in the nfl The well, just too, never man. miss just never missing right. anything like i know if something's happened it's yeah. going to be on bgn i know
1: it because i have this insane habit that i do, <laughs> that, I do that i need to do, because that's kind of how my brain thinks. I'm I'm very much a completionist. That's not just with BGN. That's like how I live my life. Like when I listen okay. to music, I listen to albums usually, typically. I mean, sometimes, occasionally, I'll do maybe a playlist or a shuffle. But for the most part, like vast majority of the time, I'm listening to the album from front to back, like the whole album in order. Sequential. Okay. I love sequential. I need structure. I need order. Huh. And freaking, I don't you know. Got, who... You got a little touch of OCD like me. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know who, <laughs> who is to blame for this exactly. Um, but it's insane. So anyway, sorry for this long tangent, but it's but like it's relevant to the crowd here because like it's impacting me and maybe making me less effective at my job. Um but right, basically right. so the Twitter's API, which is like basically how these third party apps like Tweetbot, like connect to Twitter, you know, like the main thing, how they're able to like actually connect and utilize the main thing yeah. um, is not working. And twitter because elon fired their whole like pr department or whatever which great move (laughs) smart really smart guy uh like no one can get in touch with them so it's just been down since thursday night and there's been no so here's the thing like if you want to be like okay like twitter wanted to charge for the third party thing or like if they're going to make changes why can you at least announce that or like respond there's just been no communication how is that smart how is that like everyone loves to be like, oh, Elon's so smart. How is that smart at all? He's not to so just leave these people <laughs> in the dark. Yeah. That like use this for like vital service, at least for me. Uh, like this, this service. And by the way, Tweetbot is not free. I pay for this. So now I'm paying for this thing that is broken and they can't offer an explanation to their users because Twitter won't even like communicate with them. Like, how is that smart at all? It's very dumb and just, it's just stupid. I don't like get, and honestly, I've been searching like for Tweetbot on Twitter, like, tweets that contain that to see if i can find updates on it and so many people who are using tweetbot were like and having to go back to regular twitter like me are like just ready to quit because this sucks like the original twitter just sucks compared to that so i would love for tweetbot to came back it came back briefly on sunday and i was so happy although you couldn't even tweet from it you could just read which is fine i would take that i'd be able to read and then tweet from regular twitter um but then it shut down again and it's so it's clear (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Based on this, from what I've read, and sorry for getting really in the weeds in this, but again, I think it's relevant. Well, at least
2: they're trying to fix it. It sounds like then. Well, like they didn't just. They yeah, didn't so just yeah, delimit- Tweetbot
1: tried to fix it. They made like a new API or whatever. Oh,
2: Tweetbot tried to fix it. Yeah, okay. and yeah. it got okay. shut down again. So it's
1: clearly yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's clearly being done intentionally. Oh, so, this is not an accident yeah, okay, from Twitter. Right, but again, right, no explanation, right. no communication at all. So this is really frustrating me, uh, as you can tell by me going on this long rant about it. It is like. He, significantly detrimental to my career to my job so yeah um I'm pretty annoyed about it and especially because like I can look I feel like I'm a reasonable person I can accept change but like why is there no com- why I can't accept that there's literally no communication about it that is so dumb there's no good reason like okay here's an unpopular decision that's being made but at least it's being explained do I agree with this decision no but okay it's being you know it's being brought to attention and there's reason for it okay Whatever. That sucks. But at least I can understand it. But what is the good reason for it to just be everyone to be in the dark? And it's just like, it's so dumb. It's just so dumb. It's transparently dumb. And I hate it. I hate Twitter right now. And I hate what Elon is doing. (laughs) And it just sucks. All right. Um, Maybe Elon will ban me from Twitter. Hopefully not. Uh, (laughs) All right. That was my final thought. Uh, if anyone knows anyone who works at Twitter, please somehow get in touch, maybe an explanation, uh, fix it, whatever. We'll be back okay. later this week on BGN Radio, where hopefully Tweetbot will be back or something, and we'll preview the Eagles Giants game more in depth, the matchups, and whatnot. Um, again, check out the whole. Uh, what's going on as a whole on the bleeding your nation podcast feed by subscribing and if you like the podcast leave us a rating review uh if you want to check out my work covering the eagles bleedingyournation.com jimmy kemsky's work is available at phillyvoice.com follow us on twitter and instagram at brandon youghton at jimmy kemsky you can check out the show notes here for more social media handles to check out you can check out Right to Sell Craft Jerky by going to com and using discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order if you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house or get uh, an estimate, right? That's the term.
2: Yeah, so like this time of year, um, people will th- – th- th- this isn't a very popular time to list a house, but uh, more so in the spring, but this is the kind of time like that people will start to wonder how much they could even get for their home, so um, – Kristen will often go and do sort of home comps um, of recent sales in their neighborhood and in the area and kind of give them an idea of what they could expect to sell their home for. So oftentimes this time of year, she'll, she'll go do that for people. There's no charge for that. Um, and then if you want to list your home in the spring with her, then you can certainly do that. And you go to com if
1: Jimmy didn't already yes. say that.
2: Oh, yeah. Sorry. 856 856- Nine zero six nine two
1: nine five. All right, we will be back with you later this week to preview the Eagles Giants divisional round matchup, two wins away from going to the Super Bowl.
2: Goodbye, everybody. B G N.